0: Keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: Welcome to your weekly edition of the Cards Cast, the weekly authority from Cardinal Authority. I'm senior writer, by publisher Jody Demling. Plenty to talk about on this one. But we're going to get to as much as possible. Uh, obviously, Louisville dropped its first game, its ACC opener to to Miami. But before we jump into that, what went wrong? What Louisville needs to fix as they start preparing for a game at Pittsburgh this coming weekend. University of Louisville also released its response to the NCAA's notice of allegations. Let's touch base with that first, Jody, and, and go through. It's a huge document, as, as you noted, on the College the of Authority Insiders Forum. Big document, a lot to go through, but a pretty strong response from the school, I think.
2: Yeah, no, it was definitely a really strong response. It's a lot to go through. It's a total of uh, 75 pages with about uh, – 29 other pages of, of exhibits and things like that um it's interesting to see how uh the things that they bring up in this whole document i mean the fact that uh um louisville it, well let, let's let's go back to this mike glazer is the guy who helped louisville with this he also uh, helped carolina he also helped uh, uh kansas this is basically this this reads like Kind of like Kansas's response, which was I thought was very strong and and, and very to the point and, uh, and and they denied a lot of things. And Louisville uh, basically denies a lot of things in this. They go to bat for Rick Pitino, which I'm not totally shocked, but I'm surprised that they vehemently denied uh, the the fact that uh, that he did not have control of the program. And and quite honestly, Michael, I don't. I, I guess I just didn't comprehend reading that before because I read the whole thing back in May. But the fact that the fact that the NCAA made it made gave him the uh, lack of of, of control uh, there. Um, it, it, it is um, it, the the fact that they gave them that, and then they had um, it was only six days that they said that he didn't have you know that he lost control of the program. I mean, how can it shift that that fact? You know what I mean? That's that's just, yeah. to me that's. Um, to me, that's the NCAA kind of stretching a little bit. I did find it funny as, uh, as I go through some things. Some, I found it funny that they made mention to UK's uh, deal with Kroger uh, in there. And uh, and, and I, thought, I mean, you know, y- you grasp it at things and you try to prove things and you do whatever you, did you can to, uh, to throw that in there. But uh, um, a very strong response. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to go on and what happened with them uh, moving forward. But uh, uh, but it's going to be a it, 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 it's a good it's a good argument. It's a very good argument. And I do agree with you, with what you told me. And We were talking if Louisville was in the court of law, they would win this case. If they but 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 with the NCAA, I, I'm not so sure that they win this case. We'll have to wait and see.
1: Yeah. I mean, the NCAA seems like it works, you know, by its own laws, by its own timing, almost really, you know, and, and behind closed doors with a, with a black covering cover it. So you really can't see in it. It's really kind of crazy. And again, you know, I think if it was the regular world, I think little will be in a good position, you know, you know, going through it, obviously they disagree with pretty much everything. There are some small things they agree with, such as uh, Jordan fair, you know, basically being a little unethical conduct for not reporting things, but you know, did not participate in the schemes and use the obviously the incredible or the 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 federal government's court case as part of their their you know their evidence in supporting their reasonings for disagreement or if they do agree why they think instead of a violation one it should be a, a two or a three uh, which obviously has much lighter uh, penalties more financial maybe some light recruiting restrictions things like that but uh, you know they go detail by detail as you pointed out that the patino thing um they they you know really pretty much denied that and you know and they documented themselves pretty well with this part of the reason why it's such a a lengthy uh, article or a document i should say but um again you know it, it's the response you i think you would hope to see um because the, how detailed that it is but again how the ncaa is going to take it you know how how you know much weight they'll put into to U of l's findings as well as the other evidence that they're already full of well aware of you know yeah. remains to be seen
2: yeah um you know a couple a couple other thoughts just as I read as I read through it um look I'm not surprised that that Louisville went with the oh hey look these adidas guys don't work for us i mean i mean they don't they they yeah. they worked they were they worked for adidas and they were they they were trying to do what Right by what they thought They needed to do for themselves and for Them com- for their companies I mean I, I don't find it um, I don't I don't find It shocking at all um, That that Rick Pitino Says he knew nothing And never ever heard anything about that kind Of stuff because I, I, I really Don't um, from being around Them uh, the program and from being Around him a long time um, I, I mean People talk about things that happen. People joke. I shouldn't say joke because it's not. But they they make light of uh, uh, of things that uh, that they think are going on, you know, and and, 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 and I'm talking I'm not talking about Rick routine. I'm talking about fans. Fans make joke around about things. Fans make light of things that uh, uh, that may be happening here or happening there or happening with this shoe company or that shoe company. Um, but but quite honestly, over the years. Um, there are so many, if things do happen, look, I I worked, I worked at the Courier Journal for 20 years. We, we tried, um, to do stories on, you know, shoe companies on recruiting on things like that for years and years and years. Uh, sports illustrated has tried it. Yahoo has tried it. 24/7 sports has tried it different. Everybody, you know, you name it. The New York times has tried it. The Washington post I know has tried it you you name it a media outlet and, and they have tried to do things um on college basketball recruiting but the fact of the matter is um you know it, it, when when a shoe company does things if they do things and like in this case there's no way Rick Pitino is going to know about it there absolutely no way that he that he was going to know about it um if they were doing anything wrong at all it doesn't matter Uh, who the player was or, or if it was, if it was, you know, give them this or give them that. I mean, they're just, they're just not going to know. So I'm not shocked that Louisville uh, is using that argument at all. Uh, Again, Mike Glazer basically said that the exact same thing back, uh, you know, with the, with the Kansas things Um, Louisville is outright just denying the fact that uh, Kenny Johnson, uh, uh, the payment to, uh, uh, to Brian Bowen senior took place. Um, I am interested to see, and I'm actually, that's where, when we started our podcast, that's kind of where I was in the whole, uh, trying to read this thing and get it in and, and that kind of thing. Uh, but they are denying that. And, uh, and I am, uh, I'm interested to see kind of where that goes. Cause I think that's a big sticking point there. I mean, if Kenny Johnson yeah. did, if there's any way to prove that, then it's hard for Louisville. It's hard for Louisville to have, um, a case, but here's the other thing. Kenny Johnson got a job after the fact. Kenny Johnson, Jordan Fair were never charged. They were never involved in the in the uh, the the whole thing as far as the coaches that got put in jail. Um, Kenny Johnson had a job after that. Jordan Fair back in basketball. Um, So I I don't know. There's a lot of things, Michael, and uh, and still a lot of things to be determined. I don't know what. Uh, the NCAA, how they will do this or how they will handle it or what, uh, what is happens next. I assume we will hear from, uh, well, I don't know. I shouldn't say we assume, because I don't know that we will um, uh, hear from Louisville about the response, but uh, uh, you know, I think, I think Louisville is very pleased with from what I understand Louisville is very pleased with the response that they have come up with that they submitted and they feel really good about their case.
1: Yeah. Obviously if you had your druthers, you wish Jordan fair would have, you know, when he got off that elevator and, uh, and the, and the fellows were, were meeting him in the hall. Hey, follow us to this room. That he would have rather. Hey, no, I got to go. You know, I got a red eye, and just hopped back on the elevator and took off. And unfortunately, that didn't happen. And obviously, you would like to have a little, little bit more concrete evidence on, on the, the Johnson alleged payments. Global um, feels pretty strongly about their side of the he said she said, um, and it's it, that that may be the most you know I don't want to say enjoyable reading of the whole document, but it is certainly very soap opera like as you get through that portion as well. So, um, but yeah, you know, now it's, you know, it's obviously now in the NCAA's hands and, and, you know, you kind of feel like you almost have to sit on pins and needles once again, uh, as, as Louisville has to deal, uh, with these allegations that, the, you, you know, you would hope that the government's case would kind of really shed light on, look, Hey, this is, you know, this was Louisville was not in, in cahoots with Adidas and, and trying to bring these kids to Louisville that it was kind of the, a backroom deal, as you could tell from the hotel meetings in Las Vegas and so on.
2: And, and, you know, one, one last point before we move on, but that there, there's another thing we really haven't. I, I and I, and I just kind of, you kind of forget, you know, it's been so long first of all, but you kind of forget <laughs> little details about the case. You kind of forget about things. A couple of things that I kind of forgot about is one of the violations or one of the allegations uh, against Kenny Johnson was with uh, uh, with the team United thing back in 2017 when he uh, the guy that was was a uh, uh, an organizer. I don't even want to call him an organizer because he hadn't been a yeah I mean he, yeah. he was more of a he was more of a kind of a a, a a guy who would do things for team United and kind of get things uh, rolling he had no real uh, con- connections to the players. Uh, but there was there was some contact, you know, and there and the NCAA making it seem like you know Kenny took this guy uh, to a big party and like took care of him and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and honestly, and this is no knock on, on a player, but, um, I, I think that guy's player, I think the team United player in, in question is Lance Thomas, you know? So, I mean, it wasn't like, I mean, Lance Thomas was a, was a nice, you know, player and, and left Louisville after what a year or two, but, uh, but he wasn't a, he wasn't a superstar. You know what I mean? He wasn't a superstar. It wasn't somebody that you would take, an AAU coach to a, to a party and wine and dine them kind of for, because Louisville had already had already had him. He'd already signed. So it wasn't yeah. that, you know, that, that, that kind of, to me stuck out a, a, you know, a little bit there uh, as as far as, as, as far as that's concerned. So um, I, I, I don't know. I'm interested to see. Um, I, I'm just interested to see now um, if, if Louisville gets, I mean, I don't, I don't know how it works now that, that like, you know, I I don't know where Louisville goes if the you know the you know if they agree, um, uh, you know the are they going go to go the IARP? Are they going to go to the to the you know? I, I don't know. It's it'll be interesting to see what happens from here.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, but it would be nice once it's beyond you know and, and going through it. And you can, you could certainly call me biased, but yeah, you know, going through this, you know, I, I I tend to agree that for the for the things that Louisville's admitting and for this for the thing which are that yes, Jordan fair went to the hotel room, things like that. Um, and for the things that the, the NCAA feels like it might have a little more evidence on, or like the, the meeting that you just mentioned, uh, during the AU, uh, stop up in, 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 Indianapolis when coaches weren't supposed to be having contact to me, those scream more violation two, violation, three type issues, not something that, that warrants a lengthy postseason ban, you know, et cetera, you know, so.
2: Well, yeah. And I, and I wonder too, cause we, 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 we we have not, as far as I know, and maybe I maybe I just forgot this or missed this. Um, uh, I don't think we've ever heard the conversation in the hotel room in Las Vegas, have we?
1: No, uh, uh I think and, and, and uh, in fact I think in the document it says that that uh, no one really has it. They're just going well, by what you know the documents well, from the court case.
2: Ex- exactly, and they're also yeah. in the in the document for, in Louisville's response. Which came from the court case because I I do remember when I was reading something about this that that it's a it's a audio recording but it's not the greatest of sound so you can't really you can I guess it's good sound but you like like you can't tell if if Jordan Fair like you couldn't see his body language you know what I mean so like he's talking and so Louisville's put Louisville's uh, you know putting some into that that uh, uh, that hey you you know they, they he might have said some things but. But what he said was taken a little bit out of context, kind of thing. So I, I, I don't know, it'd be I, I, I think I think I can speak, and I, I think I can say this. This is one thing I can say about it. If I'm Chris Mack, heck if I'm Rick Patino at this point, I just want this over. But if I'm Chris Mike and I'm the staff right now, Let's somehow get this over and move on and get it in the past, because that's the yeah. only way it's going to be done with. People are going to can constantly keep bringing it up until it's done and over. So let's get, let's move on. So, Michael, let's move on. Let's, uh, let's move, move on, on to a better subject. <laughs> oh, well, it's a loss, so it's not a better yeah. subject in a uh, um, the good, the bad, the ugly. I mean, it's it's pretty. It, it, we went over it on the boards. We went over it and uh, I, I did my uh, film review. There was some good. Um, there was some real good in the game. Uh Javion Hawkins was real good. Um, yeah. I, you know, I think as disappointed, the more I continue to watch and remember and think about this, as disappointed as I was, uh, as I am about the defense. I think I'm more disappointed on Mikhail Cunningham or Malik Cunningham. He changed his name back to Malik or, you know, he said he wanted to become Malik. He had, it had always really been that. Um, and I just think he just wasn't, I, I I think he pressed, I really think he pressed in that game. Um, because in a normal game like that, Michael, you know, he has another touchdown or two. He doesn't throw that interception and, and Scott Satterfield mentioned it, um, in the, in the, on the interception, if he hits Des Fitzpatrick, it's, it's probably a touchdown. Um, and that's the, that's the hard part to look back and to think about you know, what could have been, but for him, I just think of very bad day.
1: Yeah, I mean the first uh oh in that game was the drive that Louisville had, knocking on the door. You see Ian Pfeiffer, Mr. Touchdown, essentially wide open uh in the end zone there and and you know, no way for him to make a play on the ball just because, you know, Malik's pass just, you know, fell short and a little bit behind him and there there was just no way that he could really logically, you know, to catch that pass. And that was kind of like, wow, that's that's not that's not what we've been accustomed to from seeing uh, from Cunningham, obviously, you know, very efficient in his play last year, um, you know, and, and did still did some good things as coach Satterfield met I mean, he put up some good numbers, uh, but where he did make miscues or misreads were quite costly. That certainly being one. And when you're playing a, a team like Miami, which is an improving team under my uh, Manny Diaz in their second year under his head coach tenure, um, you can't, you can't afford to to miss opportunities like that. You know the interception that you mentioned there. That's another you know likely missed touchdown. Um, and, and those are very costly when you when you're thinking of about a game that you lost by 14 points. And then when you toss in what happened defensively, especially three plays they go for big yardage. You know most notably the the back to back series that went one play for 75 yard scores. You know those are those are things you just you can't have if you have aspirations of being a consistent top 25 program. If you want in the second year of Scott Satterfield's tenure to to make a chase for for the you know getting a spot in that ACC championship game, um, you know you you just can't have those kind of things, especially when it happens twice in a row.
2: Yeah, and and I and I think what this does, and 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 Michael, you and I uh, are right there with with everybody else, and I think it's 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 no it's no knock on 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 any fan on any uh, coach on us or on anybody, but I think, um, I I think everybody got probably just a little ahead of themselves. Um, in in my opinion, um, look, the ranking is great. Um, but, but quite honestly, as I watched the game over, um, I, I I thought back to, you know, a, a year and a half, well, less than two years ago, Louisville had the, the worst defense in the history of college football. <laughs> and, and, and here we are in that. And that's, that's not, that's not taking up for Brian Brown or uh, the defensive coordinator or court Dennison, the co-defensive coordinator, or uh, Mark Ivey, the defensive line coach or Scott Satterfield, the head coach, because um, they got to get better and they know they got to get better and they have to do better than what they did the other night. I think those, some of those things um, were uh, um, some of those mistakes were, were uncalled for, but, um, I do think we probably got a little ahead of ourselves as far as, um, you know, the, the ESPN FPI project projecting 10 and one or 11 and one, whatever, whatever it was. Um, you know, I, I think we, we sometimes forget, um, because they made such a huge turnaround and such a huge big deal last year, um, that a lot of those games last year were pretty close, you know what I mean? And they, and they yeah. won. So, um, so, so while I think this program has, is, is on a huge upswing, Scott Satterfield is the right man for the job. And Scott Satterfield is the guy that's going to take them to, to new heights. Um, and I think Brian Brown's the right guy for the job. As far as defensive coordinator. Um, I, I think it's um, we have to step back and look and, and, and see not a knock on the players, but when you look out there, there are some guys out on the field that, are, that, that came to Louisville um, as walk-ons that are playing major, major, major roles. Um, we love to talk about Scott Satterfield's walk-on program, but when you get a lot of guys out there that came as walk-ons, that, and, and, and then you go play Miami, who has you know, four guys on defense that were top 50 players in the country, and I'm not saying that stars and, and that kind of thing matter a lot. But it's a big difference in the and, and, and so I think we were all a little bit ahead of ourselves as far right. as the revoting process and, and project. And, and I think it's on it's still on the right track and it's still on a very good tra- trajectory. Um, but maybe just maybe Louisville's not not the, in the top 20 right now.
1: Yeah, I think there's there's certainly some truth to that, you know, it, but when you when you look at what caused, you know, both ourselves, you know, you mentioned the ESPN, FBI. Um, which now has Louisville, you know, aiming more of a six and five season, probably not what you what most of us wanted to hear. I and mean, and obviously that can that can still change. They were wrong with the ten of eleven. They could certainly be wrong with with the six and six and five. You know, but when you look at what Louisville had returning, I think obviously fueled a lot of that. That we know offensively, they can do some special things. And again, I think if 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 McHale plays the game we expect from him, you know, we may have had a little bit different of an out uh, outcome. May have been a, you know a nail biter right down to the end. I'm um, certainly not putting the blame on him or anyone in particular uh, I think it was certainly a, a team effort, both players and coaches in that one. Um, you know, but even defensively, you know, when you have so many veterans coming back and a lot was made that, Hey, these guys are finally going to have the second defensive coordinator for a second straight year. Um, there's, you know, there is some truth to that as well, but it, you, know, you got to have guys when, when you're calling something, do what they're supposed to be doing and then make a play on it. And you just can't have mental <laughs> lapses like that. And, you know, and again, it goes you know, both ways. The offense had three turnovers um, and, you know, you could almost consider a couple other ones that weren't turnovers that really kind of were. Um, they left a lot of points out on the field, um, as Scott Satterfield mentioned during his weekly press conference today. Um, you know, so it was, you know, the Miami game. It was kind of a, a comeback to reality moment, you know, kind of as it was last year. I mean, going into that game down at Hard Rock Stadium, you know, the staff, the, the media, the fans were kind of all on a high oh, wow, he's really got this program rolling back, you know, to what the Louisville standards had become prior to, to 2018 and maybe even toss in 2017 a little bit. Um, yeah, you know, but in, in, in that game as well, kind of knocked us all back to reality. Now, my, what I'm curious about, Jody, is we saw how they responded last year. I mean, they got thumped. I mean, it was an embarrassment down in Miami, you know, worse than it was this year. Um, certainly there were some very – you know, clear, obvious errors that that were made this year, but the team last year responded quite well and obviously bounced back enough to beat Mississippi State in the Music City Bowl. This is only the second game of 2020. How will the team respond? You know, there's a lot to be played for. There's still a lot at stake. Nothing has been determined on on anything in the ACC rankings. I mean, the teams are just getting going. You know, so how will this team will respond? We'll say a lot. We saw what happened during during Petrino's last year. Many of these guys still are – Are many of those guys are still around. How will they react now, getting punched in the mouth? Hey, maybe we weren't as good as we were. Let's let's continue to work and see what they do, you know, the rest of the year. So, curious about how things, you know, turn out when they go back to Pittsburgh. Not saying they have to win the show. A little show, bit of, of a the glitch there, so thank you Josh for it. that. But the, the point that I was making, though, is, you know, we saw Louisville respond quite well last year after getting beat up down at, at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. So, you know, just two games into the season, a lot to play for how this team responds going forward, especially this coming Saturday at a very difficult Pittsburgh, I think will tell us a lot about, you know, what this team is really made of, Jody.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. And it is a tough one. It is a tough game at Pittsburgh. Um, this one is, um, um, you know, the Pittsburgh, the, this Pittsburgh team, the defense is very, very good. One of the best defenses in uh, the ACC, in my opinion, and I think offensively, they're a lot better. Um, than what, uh, than what we thought, uh, they would be at this time. I mean, I am I'm, am I'm, I'm excited to actually get there because I've never seen a football game, uh, a real football game that counts with no fans. So I'm going to see, I can't wait to <laughs> yeah. see how it is. I've been to scrimmages when there's no fans, but not real games, Michael. It's going to be interesting.
1: Yeah, you know, and obviously you know, they've got the piped-in noise that, that helps a little bit. I mean, I think it would be kind of strange to be a player, you know, playing in dead silence, so that will help a little bit. But looking at Pittsburgh defensively, currently number 15 nationally uh, through two games, obviously one was Austin Peay, a game so bad they actually went to, you know, a running clock in the second half in their, in their season opener. Looked pretty good against Syracuse last week, a 21-10 win for the Panthers, but allowing just 312 yards of offense. Uh, through two games, and you know, and that's what Pat Narduzzi is known for. Um, so Louisville certainly going to have its its work cut out for. Offense is probably going to see just as tough, if not a tougher challenge than it did against the Hurricanes. Um, and the defense, you know, they're going to be playing a, a Pittsburgh offense, as you said. They're playing well. They're you know, very efficient so far through two games. You know, so they're going to have to certainly improve and not have any of these, you know, one play, two play, three play mental lapses. They end up costing them as, you know, like they did last week in 21 points.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. All right. We will have plenty the rest of the week. We'll have uh, uh, we've got Scott Satterfield's press conference up now. We've got uh, uh, players to watch. We'll have a, 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 a Q&A with a media member that covers that, that covers Pitt, uh, all kinds of things, the C- series history and uh all kinds of goodies this week for that. Uh, well, also, I'm gonna try to do a little baseball update this week. I'm supposed to talk with Coach uh, Dan McDonald at some point. Um, from what I've heard, um, wow, they are—they—they uh, they have got some. Uh, the, the the pitching has been uh, very, very solid as so far. Right now, uh, in fall ball, they've got a lot of guys out there, um, and uh, and I can't wait to ask Coach Mac about Glenn Albany's because I've heard. Um, not this past weekend, but yeah, la- the weekend before last, like the Western Kentucky football weekend, uh, when they had scrimmages, he was pitching and was sitting between 96 and 98. <laughs> and uh, quite honestly, if I had to project right now, I would say he would be, uh, in my opinion, he's going to be the Saturday starter. Um, that's how much I think um, uh, they think of him right now. Now. There's a long time between now and whenever they start the season, whenever that might be. We don't we don't know yet, Um, but there's a long time between now and then Um, and, and a lot of things that can happen. Uh, but I would think right now, Luke Smith, uh, Glenn Albanese and Jack Perkins uh, would be a really good guess as far as the weekend rotation. And if that happens, Michael, then think about what that bullpen is like, because they've got a lot of arms.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and I love what they've got coming back position players and that, that batting lineup. You know, that could be the strength of their team last year or next year. So if that pitching staff does come around, you know, and Roger Williams pitching staff seem to always come around, you know, we thought we were going to be in Omaha last year. You know, that's probably the expectation for for 2021 as well. So I'm looking forward to to hearing what Dan McDonald's got to say. And and again, it should be an exciting week. Plenty of coverage coming forward uh, on CardinalAuthority.com.
2: Yep. You can read about the uh, NCAA, uh, the Louisville's uh, uh, response to the NCAA notice of allegations Reach Coach Scott Satterfield. We've got some other goodies up there now, and we'll continue, uh, we'll continue over the course of the rest of the week. For Michael McCammon, I'm Jody Demling. This has been our weekly edition of the Cardinal Authority Podcast, The Cards Cast. We'll see you next week.
0: Okay, picture this. It's
1: Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.